Welcome to Banter and Such. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And today we are talking about Blade! You know, honestly, we know it's a vampire trilogy. We kind of hinted at it in the uh, vampire episode of our Spooktober. And yeah. Brando and I, we just didn't want Spooktober to end. Yeah. So we found a way to continue Spooktober, but also talk about another movie franchise. Also, Joko was going to be here, and he, he wanted to do it. Yes. And then he wasn't able to be here. Not his fault. That we guy like... is just too busy for his own good. He has so many great things going on in his life. But I watched all three of these movies like in two days, and I took so many notes. And I was like, look, I'm so prepared for this. We have to do this episode with or without, without Joko. Yep, it's happening. <laughs> but it's just me and you today. Yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. We're good. We're good. All right, let's get this in BS. Before we talk about one of the best superhero movie franchises. Oh, you're going to call it that? One of, for All sure. Right. All right. I All mean, right. two of the movies are fantastic. Okay. <laughs> okay. All uh, right. We, I got to get into some stuff before we head into that, though. Yes. First of all, we want to let you know about the amazing merch at thehelioSnetwork.com. We've got Wasted Truth shirts. We have Banter and Such stickers. We've got Wasted Truth stickers. Uh, and we got Owen and Brando pins. we got just some fun merch there yeah. that helps uh, us to offset some of the cost of hosting fees for our show here. So check that out at theheliosnetwork.com. And, of course, you can support the show on our Patreon. The link is in the show descriptions. It helps support us and helps us keep doing other things and expand the network and get into some new stuff in the future, which you always are hearing us gush about. And oh, yeah. things are finally coming to fruition. Also, it gets you access to our bonus banter, which is our weekly bonus episode, which is about 20, 30 minutes long that we go uh, on 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 about tangents just whatever we want to talk about <laughs> sometimes it's a subject sometimes it's hey uh what's the latest conspiracy theory <laughs> it's even more off topic <laughs> yeah. than our actual episodes uh and as well if you can't support the show uh monetarily please rate us five stars uh like follow subscribe ring that bell uh take that dong and um just follow us any way you can on all social media platforms yes. and podcasting notes. Anyways, now we're able to talk about the topic. Let's get into Blade. Okay. Dude, the Blade movies with Wesley Snipes, just so everyone's clear, the, that, yes. the like early 2000s And movies. as well, we are talking about this too because the new Blade movies are going to be coming out next year, I want to say. Uh, is it that soon? I think it's next no year. No way it's that yeah. soon. Oh, I'll, go, I'll Google gotta, it while you talk. Pull, well, okay. Well, first of all, you called them superhero movies. And I'm going to call a uh, point of contention on that. Oh, is this a, is this an episode of Master and Debaters? <laughs> yeah, I was just on there recently. <laughs> we recorded the episode. I, uh, also, I liked that for the intro that yours like, I'm Brando. And there's like just silence. Yeah. And then Puck goes, and I'm Owen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's just, oh, my God. It felt like it needed to be there. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, everyone's so got to check out Master and Debaters, our new show. It's amazing. Um, but no, I... I so I have a friend who he he is all about like this is the first super like big superhero uh blockbuster movie and this kicked off the superhero wave 
And I disagree. I And I don't know how to explain it, but I just don't feel like these are superhero movies. Like, it's not the same as X-Men or Superman or Wonder Woman. Okay. Like, the Blade movies are vampire action movies. Uh, um, so before I, I completely and utterly destroy you in this debate, <laughs> uh, the new Blade movie with uh, Marshal Ali comes out in 2024. Comics so character. why is he not a superhero? I don't know, man. I, I mean, he, he even has superpowers, you know? Okay. Uh, so I'll give you all that. It just, it. I don't know. I don't know why. It just doesn't. I mean, it doesn't follow the format of superhero movies that we're used to because this did, this, the first Blade movie came out in 1998. Yeah, so yeah. So this is, I mean, two years before X-Men, four years before Spider-Man. I think the first, the only other one, and I keep joking about it constantly, is the, um, uh, David Hasselhoff. Oh god, uh, oh. Captain Fury. Those or, uh, are um, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was this was definitely the first uh, one where they take comic book series. I mean, the only other thing I could think of before this would be the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Yeah. Um, There's but, a Captain America movie as well. Uh, yeah, but even then, they didn't really. There take... was that Thor versus Hulk. Yeah. See, none of that was comic accurate or no, taking the comic seriously. Not. I mean, the, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies were, but it didn't kick off a big movement. Whereas the Blade movies, they did take this is a comic book character and they took him seriously. Okay, so would you say that this kind of laid the foundation or paved the road for X Men and Spider Man? Then, see, that's what a lot of people argue, and probably yes. It just, and I don't. Again, I don't know why it just doesn't feel. Like and maybe it's because um, there's no I mean, origin Blade, story, and you know? Blade is not a good guy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he is like an anti-hero kind yeah. of. Oh, yeah. for sure. But all, but having said all of that, I will say I love these movies. These movies are great movies. They yes. are, and here's why. Here's why they are cool, man. Yes, the rule of cool is like all over these movies. And anyone who wants to talk shit about these movies, no, you are wrong. These movies are so. <laughs> Cool. You know, Even the bad ones are cool. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into bad the third one, one yeah. but uh, <laughs> we both know what. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. The third one is atrocious, and it's so bad that even Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds couldn't say. Oh it. yeah, but it's still cool as hell. I mean, one hundred percent. So here's my thing. This I will. I, I think it did pave the road. I mean, Wesley Snipes as Blade did, started the movement, right? He was all black leather with a black trench coat, and oh, I'm yeah. not talking about the Matrix. Well, this is that era of the black trench yeah. coat. So this is the Matrix. Sunglasses at all times. Oh, yes. the sun. And, and so it's funny now because I think people look back on it now and it's so kind of a, a time of – but like everything was – I mean, oh, if, yeah. even did, if you saw the, the movie uh, Equilibrium with Christian Bale. Oh, another great one. You're, oh, you're my talk, gosh. Like, yeah, everything about the trench coat, the black trench coat, black – like so many movies and not even – we only remember the big mega hits like The Matrix. But yeah. there were so many other movies that were yeah, like Equilibrium that. was too. 2002 as well. Equilibrium so, I mean, is another yeah, amazing great, great one if you haven't yeah. watched it. But man, like watching these. But that techno, playing techno. I was just about to go into that. Kung Fu fight. Okay. Yes. So these movies are definitely, uh, you know, they have that 90s kind of nostalgic feel to oh, it. Oh, yeah. But they hold up. I mean, honestly. I, like, do, I think they do, the, man. The, the CGI in it, honestly, isn't great. But, you know, that was 24 years ago. Yeah. It, Brando, let that sink in. I know, right? 24 years ago when you were 68. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I remembered. I had just retired. You just retired. And for my for my You're retirement getting, party, we we had gone out to celebrate. Yeah, and you got a discount at the movie theater. <laughs> you got 
your senior discount. I remember when Blade was a comic book. <laughs> uh, but man, like it's so good. And yeah, that opening scene is, I would say, is still to this day one of the best action sequences. Okay, so the opening scene of the first Blade mm-hmm. movie is absolutely amazing. This is how you open a movie. So it's one of my problems with so many movies where the opening, you have to, like they go too fast. Yeah. And it gets into the action too soon. It's like, you gotta let it breathe. You gotta let us get into the, you gotta like get us in the mood before like we come, man. You know, like, and it's like this movie, it builds it and it has that techno music behind it and it's so and he's he's going deeper and deeper into this underground uh techno party you know whatever this rave and he gets there and it's like it's like looks super cool everyone's having a great time and like and the music just keeps building and And such an iconic oh that like you i could play yes that song yes and Everyone be like, oh yeah, that's it. That's that the intro droning, to Blade. Yeah. And then that scene where the DJ and he's got those lights on <laughs> yep. his on his like headphones or something, and he just looks up and the and his lights shine up, and then like the music at the same time swells and the beat drops, <laughs> and then the blood shoots out. Oh of, my gosh. It is and then everyone goes nuts and you see everyone's fangs. That scene is crazy. Because you're like, oh, shit. It really sets the mood because this is still considered a horror movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that is like you see it from the perspective of that human who just like – he's like with this hot chick. He thinks he's about to get lucky. He's oh, going yeah. to a club. They're going to do ecstasy and fuck and blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah, you you think this whole time you're with him and you're you're getting into this exclusive yeah. elite party that no nope. one knows about. No. no, dude, you're a victim, man. He is going to this club. <laughs> they're about and to he eat is the tasty treat <laughs> they're that they're to all going to consume. Yeah, and then like plus it's the world building because this yeah. place is full of people. So now you know like Dude, they're vampires, mm-hmm. and this isn't they interview have their with own a vampire. Col- yeah, yeah. They, this they have is their like, own culture. Yeah, they have their own uh, raves, their own mm-hmm. clubs. They got a system where they have blood shooting out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole world-building thing to it. Blood orgy. In Yes, it's a big blood orgy. And, it, like, in that one scene, it lets you know, like, oh, there's a fully thriving vampire underground yes. underneath the world that we, we, we know about. And that was cool as hell man so then you're like watching like this is great and like okay so where's this going and then just out of nowhere the dude is like the human is like backing away and just like runs into blade oh and he's just standing there like a statue you have like i don't know like 200 vampires oh yeah yeah. and all of them surrounded he's surrounded and all of them are back away it's a daywalker the daywalker it's him and they're terrified of him yes and then the action just fucking ensues and wesley snipes Oh, I did not know this, but Wesley Snipes is like highly trained in multiple martial arts. Yeah, he's he's an actual real life martial arts master. Yeah, like black yeah. belt in multiple different things. <laughs> yeah, and I, I one of my old buddies from California years ago, we were talking about this, where Wesley Snipes is so good because he's his movement is a, so efficient and clean. Yeah, yeah, like how he just like he kicks somebody and then goes straight down into a posture. There's no like lingering he's fast and efficient and it makes for such an interesting 
martial arts action movie yeah. to watch because of him. Yeah, I mean, he and they even had to have him slow down a little bit because some of his stuff is just so fast you can't even yeah. like capture it on. And because his moves, he's got these little micro movements where, like you said, like where one move leads into the mm-hmm. next move. You know, he's not just doing a punch and then doing a second punch. It's like, no, that punch leads into this elbow, which leads into this twist. This, and it's yeah. like, and like, and the action, that's another thing is like the action in this is fantastic, really good. man. Yeah. They did, uh, a, they made sure that this was going to be a good action movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, instead yeah. of just relying on it, like, oh, look, hey, he's a vampire, so he has, like, superpowers and blah, 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 blah. But in that first scene, one of my favorite things he does – so I used to uh, fence in in college. Like, Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I think I knew that. Yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. So, like, I've done a lot of, like, sword play. And one of the cool things he does when he first draws his sword, oh, yeah. what he does is he puts – it on the ground and like circles around him. Yeah. And this was actually a very common practice in like medieval times. Cause what that is, is he's drawn the line in the sand. Uh-huh. So he knows the reach of his sword. Oh, that's what that is. So like, it looks fucking cool. Right. Cause he's like drawing that line through the blood soaked ground. Yeah. But what he's actually doing is knowing the distance. So he knows if someone steps over that line. Yeah. He, they're in range that he can attack them. And again, what that is, is it's this cool scene. And if you, the thing about this movie, especially the first one, but all three of them, is there's so much posing done yeah. by Wesley Snipes. Like, and he poses and it, it, it makes Blade look so imposing. It makes him look so intimidating, but also like, and then now he brings out his sword and, yeah. and it scares you. Like, it, 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 like you, you are, you would not want to fight this guy, but like, it looks so cool. And like the movie knows how to linger on that. The movie knows like, dude, let us like, like linger on that shot of him just standing there Mm -hmm. and he's not moving. No, he's just posed, but, and it lingers, the shot lingers. And then, and then real fast action, man. Yeah. And it's so cool. One of the things I love about this too, is how vampires die. They like burn up in a crisp. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whenever they die, it's just like, and and incinerated. Yeah, like, like such a because like, like embers. Yeah, because yeah. like how else could they justify vampires existing without people actually knowing about them? And they even mentioned that in the third movie, how you know killing humans is tricky mm-hmm. because you have a body. Yeah, whereas killing vampires, it, it's all dust. It's all dust. So, and and he goes through this whole. I mean, it, but you also get introduced to his arsenal of weapons. Oh, so man. one, you know, he's he's a super. He's strong. He's yeah. a superhero. But also, like, he's got a silver sword. He's got a silver uh, like little thing that he throws around oh yeah like uh yeah i forgot what those are called but he's got guns and stuff like i mean the dude is armed to the teeth yeah so my favorite is he has that shotgun and it has the stakes as well so he's like shooting and and whatnot but everything is eventually he runs out of ammo and there's a vampire running away so he like spins it around in his hand and throws it to trip a vampire yeah yeah it was like yeah that's fucking dope it's just so many cool moves and it just lets it be cool like that when he's in that one uh, round room. Oh yeah, looks like a big shower room, and he's standing with his back in the wall, and he just throws it, and it just his boomerang thing just circles around him, and it kills like nine vampires <laughs> yep. standing in a circle around. And it's like, is that realistic? And he smirks. No, he smirks. Yeah, right, right before he throws it, and you can tell he is he's not in over his head. He's not overwhelmed. He's having fun. He's clearly in control of the situation, yeah. and all of this to show like the daywalker is is a monster 
to the monsters. Yes. And that is so cool, man. He is, He's the one that terrifies them. Yeah. And I mean, that's a great way to put it. He's the monster to the monsters. He is the boogeyman. He is Baba Yaga. And there's and like I, I mentioned this earlier, but there's no origin story. Yeah. Um, so in this movie, he's already established. He's mm-hmm. already and and they don't waste time with that. There's there's like a there's like a, a, a little uh, bit of flashback. There's like three lines of dialogue where they explain it. Yeah. And that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Like his mother was pregnant with him, and she was bitten, mm-hmm. and she started to turn, and that's when he she gave birth to him, and that's why he's a hybrid. Yes. And that's all you need. That's, that's all, all, yep. And then he grew up, and then uh, uh, Whistler. Was an original vampire hunter when yes. he was younger. He found Wesley Snipes or a blade on the streets, and he realized what he was, and he trained him. Yeah, and and that's the whole origin story. That's the whole thing, and it's like that's cool. That's all I need. And let's get back to yeah. the the fighting. Yeah, I don't need more because <laughs> yeah. this is I, this is not a drama. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is not some like character driven story. Nope. No, nope. I'm like I just want to see Blade fuck shit up. Yep. Please, can we stop with the talking yes. and go back to him fucking shit up? So, like, okay, that's what's beautiful about this movie is, one, there's no message in this movie. Yeah. There's no message. There's no higher meaning. There's no one's trying to communicate anything to you. There's nothing yeah. about, like, two, there's no uh, a deep character stuff in no. this. Like, the characters are great. You enjoy them, for, but but there's no, like, oh, we're going to add extra depth to it. It's like, no, he's just a stone-cold vampire, vampire hunter. And Whistler is, too. And, you know, they're they're almost the same character, you know? Yeah, and one of the things I, I do enjoy is they did they did explore some things, but it's not like the typical day stuff. There's, a, there's finally a couple minutes into the movie after Blade goes on the murder spree in the club. They finally have, like, you see the vampire council. Oh, yeah. Talking. And they're talking about Blade because they like they fear him and know they can't like kill him. It's like impossible because he's immune to sunlight. He's immune to silver is what it is. But they're talking and then they're like, we need Deacon Frost, which is the main villain of the movie. Yeah. yeah. But Deacon, all these guys on the Vampire Council are purebloods. They were born vampires, which is so cool. And he was turned. Deacon and was Deacon turned. Frost is turned. So he's he's less than he, he's, he's like a half breed. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they call him and treat him like that. So there's like even there's in like that, racism among the vampires. But they don't explain. They don't go down this like rabbit hole. Nope. They, you understand in the few moments of dialogue that there is that yeah. there's and that is what drives Deacon Frost. Yeah, because he's being treated like a half breed when he knows he's better than all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what what does he do? He kills the vampire council. He kills them all. Yeah. Which is like, like the world building from that scene too, where you're just like, there's so much world building in this movie that's not explained to you. Yeah. Just, but the fact that they show that council, you're like, wait, what? So like, are you, do you guys like, do politicians know that you exist? Just, yeah. Is there like a, 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 a hidden laws that are written of like a peace treaty between humans and vampires? Is there like, but like it hints at all this stuff and it's like, dude, that's cool, cool. man. And it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't pander to us. No, no. It, go, it gives us the questions and eventually, you know, in, in Blade 2 and 3, you get some of the answers, but it's even then some of the answers like, okay, cool. Understood. I didn't like. But it doesn't like be like, hey, look, we told you, hey, yeah. hi, do you yeah. see what we're doing? We're explaining the plot and substance to you. Hey, are you paying attention? Um, that's a that, lot of modern movies. That's the thing about the, especially the first Blade movie, is it knows what it is and it mm-hmm. keeps. It, they're like, look, here's the character of Blade. 
And and he doesn't have this character arc and this big thing. He's just like an interesting character. He doesn't like change at all. No. But he's just this cool guy who is just this cold blooded vampire killer. You like the 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 relationship between him and Whistler, like his mentor. Yeah, that's Whistler, all cool. uh, Whistler is is a very interesting character. I very much liked him. And then you have Deacon, who's like, "Hey, fuck you guys. You're not better than me." Yeah, which is like a cool. That's a that's a perfect late '90s Gen X guy where yeah. it's like, "Fuck you. You're not better, better than me." You know, and even. What's interesting is Deacon Frost in this entire time, he, even though he's a half breed, he's the only true believer of the vampire god. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they've lost their way. And and so yeah. the vampire, so he is tr- the whole entire point. Deacon Frost is trying to resurrect the vampire god, the blood god. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives Blade the option to join. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, like, he has that final, like, moment with him, like, in the sun, where he's just wearing, like, 18 layers of sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they've created vampire sunscreen. Oh, that was perfect. Um, but it's like, he has that choice where he's like, hey, like, I'm trying to rebuild this. Yeah. And he's like, this is cattle. And he's like, looking at all the humans, right? Yes. And it's like, we're better than that. We are the next evolution. Oh, yes. Join so cool. us. And I'm like... Dude, like this is like the Magneto, like Xavier thing going yeah. on, right? Xavier, not Xavier, Xavier. But like, and that's one of the cool things I like about that dynamic, right? It's not, like we keep gushing about it, but it's like it's not going over the top, yeah, with all the explanations. Like, oh, that's, but even that's cool. even that, in that, I like that, yeah, even in that scene where you have the hero and the villain with their showdown mm-hmm. in in the park, right? You have this. And they have this great dialogue. You know, you, you, it's wonderful to have a scene with the hero and the villain where they have this dialogue between each other. It, they have this, and that's the scene in the park, yeah. right in the middle of the movie. Um, and it's just this cool scene. And the way that it ends is so fucking cool because Deacon Frost grabs a little girl mm-hmm. and, and like, and it all happens real fast. Bad. He just grabs a girl and throws her into the street. And like, that's how he gets away, right. man. Yep. Blade turns around to go catch this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, it just shows like this dude is fucking cold blooded, man. He, yeah. Like, but Blade, and it shows like the humanity of Blade, right? Cause like yes. the entire point is like Blade for lack of a better term, cause fuck you. Twilight is vegan or vegetarian or whatever the, the vampires in Twilight call themselves. Well, because he doesn't, he, he doesn't drink blood. blood. He can though. He can drink blood. But he doesn't want to. Yeah. He, because he he is trying to be better than them. So there's like a blood a serum serum that Whistler c- came up with. That like holds off, off his the third. full transport. Yeah, but it's the, not real blood from humans. No, it's just a serum. It's just like a medicine. But his body is rejecting it more yeah. and more. Yeah. Which brings in the female lead of this movie mm-hmm. who we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, I think her name is Karen, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes, it um, is. But- so what's interesting about her is she's the female lead of the movie. So she's, she's a hematologist. She's she's a doctor. She's a blood doctor, a hematologist who he saves. Um, and uh, she uh, doesn't turn. She gets bitten and then survives the turn because he gives her the the uh, thing to reject it. No, she she comes up with it herself. Uh, that's right. That's yeah, right. she invents because it. she's yeah. a blood. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, based on his serum. Yes. Um, but the thing is, and here's what I love about this: there, there's no romance between her and Blade. No. And the thing, so it, it happens very quickly that he saves her. She happens to be valuable and of use to him, so she becomes an ally. But they don't like movies do this where like they fucking fall in love. You've only known each other for mm-hmm. three days. You know what I mean? None of that. It's. We're not even friends. She's just an ally. 
You know what I mean? Well, like she, and, but she becomes a legit ally yeah, next, next to him. To him. You know? Yeah, and, and as well, they cool. like use her as bait in it. Oh yeah, well he does. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. it's like, but it ends up she like ends up working out. And then one of the funny things you say that is like, there's no love interest originally. They were supposed to fuck. Really, Blade and Karen were supposed to fuck. Then in Blade Two, there was supposed to be a love scene between Blade and the prin- vampire princess chick, which I can't remember her name right now. Oh yeah, like Nisa, and then in Nisa Blade Three, yeah. Jessica Biel's character. He was and him, supposed to have. I did see that. All three movies, there was supposed to be a love scene, and and funny enough, Wesley Snipes, every single one, he's like, no, really, yeah, Re- that's like yeah. the the reverse Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> What, but it, it's it, it it wasn't it would not make sense. so here's and here's a bit is part of it with Halo. Um, it's the first thing that comes to mind because Master Chief is another character like Blade. Yeah, he's he's, he's uh, stone cold. He's he's Spartan for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, and he doesn't fall in love. Okay, Blade wouldn't really fall in love unless it would be like something like unique. Master Chief doesn't fall in love. And if you have a scene, say, for example, you make a show and there's 10 episodes. And in one of those episodes, Master Chief falls in love with someone and takes his helmet off and becomes vulnerable to this woman. Huh. Then you don't know the fucking character, man. <laughs> Are, is this, this sounds oddly familiar. <laughs> yes. Let's listen up. Whatever it was, was a Paramount Plus? Or Paramount Plus yeah, did, did Halo, and it is so atrociously bad. The writers even said that they didn't play the video games or read any of the novels. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to create their own thing. Yeah. So it's F you to source but, but, material. But that's an example of like, you take this character and then you're trying to add a layer of depth to him. Yeah. And by doing that, you undo the character. Character, 100%. And they they do that in in Halo. They do that in so many shows yeah. and movies, but they didn't do that in Blade. They just kept him as this stone cold guy. And to to counter yours, and you know, movies that would say that have done the opposite. You know, of, they've done what Blade does and kept the character true, like Sicario. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Benicio del Toro. Totoro, yeah, yeah. Another one. John Wick, obviously, is another one. That John Wick is a is. good example. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, don't don't try to make him no. more than he is because sometimes the most interesting characters are very simple. I mean, you know? Benicio del Toro said when he read the script for Sicario, there was like he had a lot more dialogue, and he went up to the director and was just like, "Hey," uh, with I think it's James, James Mangold. Okay, it yeah. says Sicario. Um, he's like, we should cut like eighty percent of my lines. Is it was it was that not David Fincher? Oh gosh, that's gonna mess me up now. And I think it was David Fincher. I'm, go- I'm googling it. Yeah, uh, it was directed by. <laughs> uh, oh, we were both wrong. Denny Villeneuve. Oh, Denny. Vel- oh, that's no. right. I should have known. Um, that. Yeah, we talked about that. That's that's a thing. Yeah. Anyways, he's, he's amazing. Um, but man, like to get back onto onto Blade's point because I want to move on to the second one too. Is like even with this, like you see the downfall of him. Like eventually, like he does go to the vampire lair because Deacon Frost is really about to resurrect the vampire god. Oh yeah, but he's yeah. like you can't. Whistler's like you can't go because they need your blood. They need your blood to awaken the god. But he's yeah. like, no, I still have to stop them. Uh, and there's a big twist that his mother's still alive. And they like use that against him. But yeah. I mean, like all I want to talk about is that final action scene when he like gets up it, and just fucks up the entire vampire lair. Yeah. It's and all these dudes come at him and he, he, he hasn't 
he's not like huffing and puffing and like bleeding everywhere and like he barely makes it. No, he's still, still. the same. Like the yeah. blade in the last scene is like the blade in the first yeah. scene. He draws a line in the sand with the sword. <laughs> yep. And then he just effortlessly fucks everybody up and it's so satisfying to watch yeah there's it's not like he needed to evolve or believe in himself he's like no "No, he's just the badass he's always been and and now he's gonna kill the vampire blood god and there's never a scene where like he in the privacy of his own room he finally does break down and cry about all this stuff no he's just he is who he is and at the end of the movie he just he just won. Like, yeah, that's the only thing. He just he was better than the bad guys, so <laughs> yeah. he won, you know? And, <laughs> and it was they great. set that up. That's the entire point of the movie. He, Like you said, he is the monster to the monsters. Yeah, and he just keeps going, and they can't stop him. Now, I want to talk about my favorite movie of the trilogy. Okay. Is Blade 2. Blade 2. Okay. So I have to say, so Blade 1 is my favorite. Okay. And I have to highly recommend that to everyone. Yes. So everyone who's listening to this, if you've never seen the Blade movies, at least, at the very really? least, watch the first watch one. Watch the first watch one. Watch the first one. But I have I have friends who uh, say the same thing about Blade 2. Two. Okay, so Brandon and I have been talking about this idea for a topic, and originally we were going to do it today's episode, but with us wanting to continue Spooktober, and as well, this topic is probably going to take the most time to research for Brando and I was what is the greatest sequel oh, ever yeah. made, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Where the sequel is actually better than the original. So, oh, yeah. We're going to do an episode on that. I think you've got a lot of good ideas. Now, here's my thing this movie, Blade 2, I would put into okay. this category where the sequel is better than the original. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's a couple of reasons why. First of all, one of my favorite directors of all time yeah. did this movie, and it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. So you know you know who the first director was from the um, first one? No, no, don't look him up. Don't, don't look, no, I can't remember. Because it's funny. You, you know, he was fucking nobody. He went on after this to do League, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, God. And then stopped forever. <laughs> this guy was just a <laughs> literal nobody who did this movie. And the second one was Guillermo del Toro, Toro, yeah. Who was one of the greatest directors out there. Okay, so I'm looking it up now. Stephen Norrington is this guy's name, the original director of The First Blade. Yeah. He is primarily a special effects guy. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, and for some reason, he decided to let him... Who knows? Direct. Who, who knows why? Death Machine, Blade, The Last Minute, and then League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But So Guillermo del Toro, Toro says this about the second one, and I they don't say this about the first one, but because of that director's history and where like he's basically a nobody. Okay. But Guillermo del Toro does say this, is that the reason these two movies are so good is because of Wesley Snipes. Yes, 100%. And even Guillermo del Toro says that. He goes, I let Wesley Snipes have so much creative input in this. Yes. Because he knew the character and was so serious about the character. And, you know, honestly, uh, some of the actors have said that during their time filming each movie, they never met Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. They only met Blade. Well, yeah. In the, especially in the third one. In the third one, that's a whole different it, it thing. It turns out he was atrocious to work with. Yes. Like on set. But also the third one was plagued with problems from the, the studio and the director. So a lot of it is Wesley Snipes just not liking what was happening. Well, this is... this but is we're talking about Blade 2. Well, no, I think out of all three of the Blade movies, I think it's, it's almost like a Kanye kind of situation where there's clearly someone who is brilliant and like gets it and is doing it right. 
but is also like a little crazy. And the more time that goes on, the more the crazy comes out. So by the time the third Blade movie came out, it was just so much That's crazy. Cool. But the crazy was still present in Blade 1 and 2 also. It was. But he was just brilliant. And, and he, he was good at what he yeah, did. I, you know? I, I, I hate the Kanye reference <laughs> so much right now. But I get what you're saying. But yeah. okay, so anyways, Blade 2. The reason why is Guillermo del Toro, the one thing that that dude does well is weird horror creatures creatures and uh, just disgusting like pan's labyrinth right like oh my gosh um have you seen his new thing on netflix the pinocchio no no it's uh uh his uh cabinet of curiosities oh no puck actually just told me he started watching it i need to start watching i watched the first episode and it's like okay yes it's it's all about the monsters i mean both hellboys yes as well so gimbal de toro a love him and that's what they did is they they made it a lot more like freaky, especially with the new monsters, the Reapers, like the way yeah. that their their bottom half jaw opens up, like, opens up it's the vagina mouth. <laughs> oh, God. They even said that. Yeah. They're like his, his vagina. And it actually kind of looks like. A, and then their tongue is like a it becomes a tube kind of thing. Like a yeah. tentacle. Like, yeah, it's it's creepy, man. Like, it's like, ugh. but. One of the other reasons why is this movie still knew what it was. It was still a Blade movie. Yep. But when they started to introduce character development and like story arcs with characters, it did not overtake. It was still short and simple and to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like every single scene. So the uh, there, uh, Nissa was the the vampire princess. Yes. Which is kind of like Wesley Snipes Blade's love interest. They they definitely there's a connection. Yeah, but they didn't overdo it. They didn't overdo it. Yeah. Uh but there's a whole scene where they're where she's talking to him and is like, "Hey, like you might think you're better than us, but you're still a vampire. You're still part of us." Yeah. And you are essentially hunting your own kind. Yeah. And there's so there's like a moment of realism where like Wesley Snipes or Blade, sorry, has to like come to terms with that because yeah, he's being told that because he is a hybrid and yeah. he is violent i mean he kills he kills people too you know i mean yeah because we didn't talk about that in the first one but there are that's part of the world building too is the familiars and they have tattoos um they have mm-hmm. tattoos but he on only them. kills familiars yeah he doesn't yeah. kill like regular humans no. well I don't, uh he fucks up the police in the third movie um yeah but the police are working for the vampires yeah Plus, you know, I mean, it's also the third movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the third. But my, my point is, is yeah, I get that. And uh, what's interesting about the the second movie is uh, where they take the story is, um, you know, in the first one, it's just straightforward. I'm the monster to vampires, and I hunt them down, and they're mm-hmm. trying to resurrect the god, but I stop them. You know, in this one, it's now there are vampires. The reapers are are another. Uh, level of vampires, yeah, and they're hunting vampires, and they need Blade's help to stop because they're so. It's like you team up with your enemies mm-hmm. to stop an even greater enemy, and he has that that team. Uh, what do they call them? The Night Stalkers. Oh, no, that my, was the third one. That, they, yeah, that's a that's the third one. I have that's a trivia question of mine. Okay, and um, it's the team that has specifically trained. Do you remember? To hunt, do you remember what they're called? Um. The Night Stalkers were the ones in, in, the in the third, third one. one. Yeah, that's the humans that hunt vampires. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it by time. Okay, all right. But, but they were specifically trained to hunt down Blade, and now he's working with them to hunt these Reapers, and that's a cool little twist to it. Yeah, you know? so you got But all... other than that, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's the same... 
It's just you're just killing vampires. It's like it keeps doing what we love. And I love it be too. Like obviously, like the there's some issues with the action in this movie because CGI. This is for, this this movie is four years after the first one. So 2002 is when this one came yeah. out. So CGI in that time got so much better. So they they tried to introduce a lot more CGI into the action, which I kind of was meh. But even then, though, there's so much real action in it that's so good. Oh yeah, like when the two. Uh, vampire ninjas get into yes. the lair. Uh, well, I was about to say, we need to talk and about the Blade ninjas. goes and fights both of them. Yes. That is, and there's like the lights behind them. Yes. And, and it's just like the shadow of silhouettes. Like when the action was real, that was cool. There's a couple parts where it's just CGI and you can tell it's CGI. Yeah. But when the action was real and like it's really Wesley Snipes doing this shit, it looks so clean and crisp. Yes. Yeah. And, and what this movie gets right about, and they, they do it in the first one also, is he moves silently. Mm-hmm. And I mean completely silently. And he'll do the disappearing. And this is what they need to do this in Batman. They they get the whole like Batman disappears silently when you're looking yeah. away. But no, he he also appears like you you need to get him moving around because you see these ninjas moving around through vamp uh, a blade's lair. Yeah. And they're swinging across the the ceiling completely He's silent. silent. Yep. But you also see Wesley Snipes will like step into a scene Mm -hmm. silently or fall down from the ceiling and then stand up completely. And it's so cool. And those two ninjas, their design, first of all, they looked so cool. cool. The way they moved silently Mm -hmm. was so fucking cool. And then the fight scene between the two of them and Blade was just so cool, man. And it's great. And so then all suddenly they like realize like, hey, we actually are here on a peace like treaty. Like yeah. we need your help because the reason is it's not just that the reapers are killing and turning vampires into reapers is they're also hunting humans and their thirst knew no bounds. Yeah, like they're, they're just always hungry. Yeah. And that's the issue. So it's like the vampires had a system and you see that because Blade all suddenly gets to go into the, the, the true underworld of the yeah, vampires and yeah. see it at a closer level. He's never had like the blood banks and stuff like that. Yeah, and their parties and, 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 and all that stuff. There's yeah. rules to it, whereas the Reapers are just monsters. Yes. And the the design, the vampire design is so cool. Those Reapers are so cool, man. And uh when you said it when like he first meets like the 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 special forces, the green berets of the vampires that were there to train and uh kill Blade. That's such a cool scene when it's just the world's biggest dick measuring contest between yes. Ron Perlman. Because, of course, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Ron Perlman has to be in it. And he's Reinhardt. And he, like, walks up. He's a leader of the group. I'm I'm not trying to say the name because I want to keep the trivia question. Yeah. Unless it's, you have it in your notes. Um, he walks up to him. And he's like, we, we just have one question for you. Can you blush? Which is a very racist thing to say. So I didn't know that to and, a, to an African American. Yeah, I didn't know that until I had read about it. Um, and and a, this actually did happen. That to actually Snipes. happened to Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. where it was like a neo Nazi dude because it was a whole like, "Hey, you have black skin. Does can you blush?" blush yeah. And I was like, "Dang, dude! Like yeah. that's not cool." And then Wesley Snipes <laughs> just fucks him up and man. puts a bomb in the back of his head. He puts, and he goes, "Now you got a bomb oh, in the back of your head." head. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. These lines and that's yeah. another thing. He's got so many great one-liners in uh, this. And then are not they're not cringy at all. They're wonderful. And so Reinhardt, uh Ron Perlman's character originally was supposed to be a vampire that worked for the Nazis. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, so there was this oh. whole thing. But Guillermo del Toro is like, that's a little much. That let's just, like, been, yeah, yeah, let's just dial that back. But I mean, he's still such an asshole. He I is. He's a, he's just an asshole yeah. in this movie. And but that's what's great is like Blade. He it's the dick measuring thing between him and this team. But he always comes out on top. It's like, dude, and he's always like, I'm always more badass than you. And there's nothing you can do. Like, yeah. it it never make because move a lot of movies do this where they they take the main character and make him the underdog mm-hmm. that's the thing about blade is he's never, never. the underdog nope. he's always the most badass guy in mm-hmm. the room and that's what you love about him and if you had taken him who is a badass and that's his character is yep. badass and if you had made him an underdog in any way you would have totally ruined the character and they do this really well in like the next couple scenes where the vampire elite group is now taking orders from blade but they're still constantly thinking about killing him yes so there's a scene where they're in a club the techno music's going once again it's all vampires and reinhardt he's like i could do it now and no one would know and he pulls (laughs) out his gun and would like has the laser pointer on it and points it at blade thinking that he could blade's not paying attention yeah and then all suddenly his uh, right hand man taps reinhardt on the shoulder and points down and then and then <laughs> on got, his dick yeah. his blade is already trained with the, and, his gun and on blade him. doesn't move he just has his arms crossed <laughs> yep. but in his in his hand is his gun and you just oh you don't notice it cuz it's, it's so subtle uh, man <laughs> it's so good cuz he's such a bad he's already knows and so that scene where they're in that underground, it's like an underground church or mm-hmm. something. Um, that whole scene is just amazing. Yeah. All the fighting in that. That's my favorite part of the second movie. Um, and and uh, then you have, and that's another thing we haven't mentioned is in this movie, the cast is in ins- this movie is insane. That you have, like you said, Ron Perlman. Yep. We have Daryl Wh- from Walking Dead. Yeah. Norman Reedus is Scud. Um, you have Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, who is also the stunt fight coordinator for this movie. Donnie Yen, who is amazing in Ipmon. If you've never yeah. seen Ipmon, you got to see that. Um, and you have Cat Williams is in this movie. And by Cat Williams, I mean one of the dudes on that team just looks exactly like <laughs> Cat Williams. He's got like no name, but I saw that dude. I was like, "Is that Cat Williams?" There's no way, but he looks just like him. Man. You mean Danny John Jules that plays Assad? One on, of the ninjas that that comes up to yeah, he's, he's on the he's on the uh, he's yeah yeah he's one he's on the team the vampire team. He looks just like Cat Williams, doesn't he? He's got like he's got the like cornrows and like he's got he looks just like him. Come on, man! Same facial hair and everything. <laughs> I plead the fifth in this moment. <laughs> Y'all but, leave me hanging. Bro. No, I'm you leaving you does. hanging. But also, like it has like some other great people in it too. So that you know, we talked about Donnie Yen. Uh, Tony Curran or Tony Curran is in it too. He plays Priest, one of the guys of the elite vampire group. Yeah, who went on to actually play one of the um he he was in uh, Underworld two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was um uh like one of the like progenitor vampires in it. So he went from vampire to vampire. Well, and of course, Whistler is in this one also, yeah. and he's played by uh what's his name? Who's, who's Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson, yeah, yeah. Who is a huge he's a he he's just like a great redneck yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. And then uh Matt Schulz Schulze, I don't know how to say his last name, who played the bad guy in Transporter. Oh, okay. And yeah. I believe was also in the first Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, like this movie is so good. And even when you get into 
there's like a uh you go again you get more into like the vampire mm-hmm. underground there's a hierarchy so there's not a council in this one but there is a vampire who's kind of like a prince or like an a uh, king of the vampires or whatever uh, Damaskinos. yeah and he looks like Nosferatu yeah he does but in even his his lair that you're in it's this underground brickwork arches like it it just Again, they do such a great design of making you feel like there's something ancient and evil well, living yeah. just beneath it's, the it's, surface. It's kind of mon- uh, monolithic looking. Yes. And yeah, it's 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 great. And like Damascus, you end up finding out, created uh, the Reapers, Nomak. Yeah. The, the, the first Reaper. And it just got out of control. Out of his DNA. Yeah. He was like trying to figure out how to evolve vampires. Yeah. Into so to be not, daywalkers. To be Blade. Yeah. So the whole entire point was these Reapers, they're immune to silver. You like they had like hardened bones around their heart, oh, yeah. but the, the only thing was daylight. They were still they still were yeah. hurt by daylight. They're so Damaskinos, so nothing killed them except, except daylight. daylight yeah. yeah, which was they made them even worse than regular. And Damaskinos was that's what the whole entire point is. So uh, Nomak is on a revenge against his father for creating him. Yeah, which is cool. Like there's a cool thing there where like. The Nosferatu vampire, like his son is the main villain and mm-hmm. his daughter is, she's on the anti-Blade team yep. who is Nissa, his kind of love interest. Mm-hmm. So there, there's some cool angles there. Like there's, but in the end, Blade is still like, I love it how they still didn't like make a truce with the vampires. Like they didn't no. make the vampires good guys. Nope. You know what I mean? They were still it's evil. Like, no, dude, you're still a fucking vampire. <laughs> like I'm, we're still going to kill you all. All right. You yeah. eat humans. And one of the crazy things about this movie is I can't remember what, but Wesley Snipes was double booked. So there was a lot of scenes where there was a stand in <laughs> and they just never like shot from behind. Yeah. <laughs> and you never see his face. So I brought up the scene where Nyssa is watches Blade use his serum to not have to the deal with the thirst. Oh yeah. And she's talking to him. Yeah. And he replies back, Wesley Snipes is not in that scene. <laughs> what? Yeah. But the dude that they found from like uh, like a kind of behind side profile <laughs> looked just like Cat Williams. Just a body. Oh, it's Cat Williams. That's what it was. I look like everybody. Keep it dry, yeah. bitches. Keep um, it dry. I think it's trivia time. Are uh, we not going to talk about Blade Trinity? God, do we have to? We have to talk about Blade Trinity. We Ryan Reynolds is in it. Jessica Biel is in it. Pat Oswalt. Triple is H in is in it. Triple H is in it. Uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 what's the woman's name? Trivia time is in it. It's trivia time. <laughs> hey, okay, Puck. Hold on. It's right. trivia time. All right, fine. If you want to go to trivia, that's fine. But I got to tell you this one thing. There's just one thing. All right, about Blade Trinity. Okay. All right, and this is my favorite thing about all of Blade Trinity. Okay. Cause I like feel I, like I'm in bonus banter and just going to turn off the microphones. No, 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 don't. So, uh, like I told you, Wesley Snipes, I feel, was kind of like a Kanye where he was brilliant, but he increasingly got Can crazy. We, how about like Robert Downey Jr. pre-Iron Man? Can we use someone else besides Kanye? Yeah, I'm not trying to be controversial. I, I, just, but, I just don't. As, but, a, as a Jew, I just don't like Kanye. I, I, I get it, but- but just uh, just someone you know like someone who's really a prima donna. Yeah, but like the the crazy genius, right? Like um and he just so in this in the third oh, movie Oh, uh, the guy that played Joker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. uh Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix? Uh Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. No, the um the new one, the, the oh, terrible gosh. one. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. So 
and by the third movie, he was batshit insane. Oh yeah, and he was just doing crazy, and it is perfectly embodied in this one thing. He's there's a scene, and I thought it was in the movie, but it's actually a deleted scene, and I think it's deleted for this reason, where he's laying on the bed. It's at the end of the movie. It's after the FBI had captured him, and he he had been he had defeated the bad guy, and the and the FBI had captured him, and he's laying, and he's in their headquarters, or whatever, and he's unconscious, right? And they roll him out, and his eyes are closed, and all of a sudden he wakes up and just beats the hell out of him and escapes. Right. And that's the whole scene. Mm-hmm. Well, in that scene, Wesley Snipes refused to open his eyes. He's laying down on this gurney and he just, <laughs> he starts punching and fighting with the guys. And so like the, the director's like, look, you have to like, you pop your eyes open and then you fight. That's the dramatic moment. And Wesley Snipes like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do it that way. I want to do it with my eyes closed. Cause that makes it even more badass. And guys like, no, you pop your eyes open. <laughs> And they were fighting. They hated each other so much. Like, he was like, he even choked the director. He, like, physically oh, yeah. assaulted him. Yeah. But anyways, so so the director was finally like, you know what? Fine. Do it your way, Wesley. So in the scene, like, and afterwards, they CGI'd eyeballs onto him where his eyes pop open. They're CGI eyes where Wesley Snipes refused to open his eyes. But when you watch it, it's just a split second. But it's so clearly CGI. I gotta see this. It's like these are not real eyes. Is it like uh, Henry Cavill's mouth? <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it reminds me. But it just so perfectly embodies so, the oh insanity God. of that movie, man. man I- he wouldn't open his fucking eyes. There's so many issues. <laughs> a, okay, so first of all, it's just not a good movie. It's no, it's not. The 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 writing, the storyline, it once again, it like everything about Dracula is so stupid. stupid. Yeah, he like wears a cross around his neck. He like walks around the city, but they do CGI backgrounds. He looks like he's wearing leather pants and like bracelets and necklaces. He it's, looks like he's going clubbing. Look, like, all right. Ugh. Hot Topic is already based a lot off Blade. <laughs> it was now like fan service. Like, hey, here's here's a thousand dollars. Go shopping at Hot Topic. That's going to be Dracula's outfit. And and Ryan Reynolds is in there to be Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yep. And Jessica Biel is in there to be sexy and, that's and a badass. All. Yeah, and she's a badass. But like, she has a yeah. shower scene. Yep. Like, no one else has a shower. scene. Why are we showing her in the shower? And it's just showing her body. Like, she's clearly there just to be sex. Just sex appeal. And Ryan yeah. Reynolds is just there to run his mouth and off. also be sex appeal. <laughs> I mean, they're both like good at what they yeah. do, right? She's beautiful and she's a badass, and he is hilarious. Yes, he is. But it just doesn't work, man. It, it, it is so bad. The action in it isn't good. There's they got away from the clean martial arts style that they've been doing, yeah. and there's a lot of quick cuts. Triple H. I love you as an as a wrestler. You have no right to be in an a, a no. movie acting. And and the the uh the vampire uh uh headquarters at the end of the movie because each movie yeah. you go to a vampire headquarters and it's really cool. But except in this one, if you notice this, I don't know if you noticed while, while you're watching it, it's entirely made of glass. Glass, yeah. It's it's entirely it's like open sunlight everywhere, Wait, man. And this could, makes no sense. And this started to broach into where it's like, oh, the vampires have like bought the government. Yeah, like which they, is a cool idea. Yeah, they have like some police, like high up policemen on their yeah. payroll. Well, Blade gets arrested. See, That's yeah. cool. You know, and it's like all this, I was like, oh, cool. They're, okay, and they're they're starting to show a little bit more of and how they, the vampires and they go nowhere with it. Nowhere they, with it. He gets arrested by the FBI. He breaks out, and then they never talk about that and, that and the, plot line again. And at the end. Drac, oh my gosh, Dracula! Fucking call him Drac or Drake Drake, or whatever. Oh yeah, it's Drake. Yeah, they call him Drake. Yeah, yeah. He goes. He's fighting Blade. Blade wins, and he goes. 
you're the only one who's fought with honor. Let me give you one last gift. Yeah. And, and it's, it's he because Dracula apparently has the power of shape shifting. Yeah. He shape shifts into Blade to make them think that Blade died. Yeah. Yeah, because that that makes so much sense. That makes so much. That's the scene that was cut. Yeah, because in the original, in the other one, they actually capture Blade. Yeah, and it's and he wakes up and, and no, fights he doesn't. His way out. No, no, he he fights with his eyes closed. With his eyes, eyes closed. closed. Yeah, he uses echolocation like Morpheus. Yeah, yeah. And so Patton Oswalt, he's actually done interviews where he talks about this. Oh, really? Where he talks about yeah. how Wesley Snipes just refused to talk to anyone. Yeah. he literally would not talk to anyone. And whenever he had something to say, he would write I it on Post-it notes. <laughs> Yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> he was crazy. I mean, yeah. he's an insane genius, man. But uh, what was the what was the girl's name? Je- uh, Jessica Biel. No, the uh, the the head vampire chick in this one. Oh, um, that's who I couldn't remember her name earlier. Um, she was in Superman Returns. I remember, um, but I cannot remember this woman's name. Why is she not? Why is she not even in top build? What the fuck is going on? Oh, she uh, Parker Posey. Yes, it is Parker Posey. That, yeah. yeah, she. Yeah, uh, and she's awesome. She's know. awesome. Not in this movie though. Yeah, she. She's a great actress. Also, she's just dumb. I'm gonna rage. I'm gonna rage right now. Do it. Okay. Blade one and two. Vampires have fangs. Easily talk. No issue. Yeah. Doesn't even bulge. Like make their mouth protrude. Like their lips out or anything <laughs> like that. Both movies totally fine. Blade three comes around. Blade Trinity. Sorry. Yeah. Comes around and every single vampire talks with a fucking lisp with that big teeth because they mouth? put in like big teeth. Oh, um, I, I don't think the moviegoers know the difference between a human and a vampire. Oh, I don't know. Is it the one that Blade is killing? Obviously, that's a fucking vampire. I don't need bigger <laughs> fangs to know if it's a vampire or not. <laughs> I love how like when they walk into the FBI. To like to uh, to pick up Blade after you'd been arrested, and it's this group of vampires pretending to be like government agents or yeah. whatever, and they go to the front desk and they all like smile at this front desk, and they have these giant fucking vampire. And fangs. even Triple H's character, he's like bedazzled his <laughs> fucking fangs. <laughs> if I was if I was the receptionist at an FBI headquarters and I saw that, I'd be like, "You guys look like fucking vampires. vampires What's yeah. up with your teeth, man? All of you guys. That's right. so obvious." <laughs> all right, here we go. Out of five stars, Blade One. Ooh, Blade One. I'm gonna give it. So this is a totally biased. I gotta give this bad boy a four and a half. I'm I'm right there. Uh, I'm a uh yeah f- four and a half. Blade Two. Uh, Blade Two. I'm gonna give it a solid four. Uh, four point six, just because I think it's better. Okay, that's uh, fair. And Blade Trinity. Blade Trinity is not good. Um, it's yeah. I I don't know. I'd give it like a one and a half, two out of five. If I could go in, could I go in like how far in the negative stars <laughs> could I go? You got to give it at least one star. No, that's how the system. No, works. No, <laughs> this isn't like the the racism joke <laughs> that we. It's like oh, it's it's minimum. It's it's one it's, out of five stars. It, it, works. it works. I can't go lower than one star. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to Hammered and Helios. That's a, a joke we did on Hammered and Helios. It's from it's from like a TV show. I can't remember what it is. Uh, but if if I could, I would give Blade Trinity negative five million stars. Yeah, not a great one. Yeah, not yeah. a great one. It's yeah. trivia time. Well, Brando, uh, my reign was over, and you did beat me last week. Dude, I'm proud of last last yeah. last week. I I actually I had some good trivia. Man. You did I'm have some really good that. trivia. Also, uh, a lot of people are asking why the episode was so long. 
Um, because we decided to give you guys bonus banter for free that week. That's what I'm going to say, and that's the story, Brando. You know That is the story, Brando. <laughs> you know, from my perspective, why the episode was so long is because you just didn't tell us to stop. Because I, no. I don't know. I have no idea how long we talked. No. Uh, if, if you weren't sitting in that chair saying, hey, it's time to go to trivia, I would just keep going all yeah. night. Well, okay, so A... <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll be full blown honest. Uh, I was out drinking before that episode. <laughs> we had a, I had an event, uh, and it was fun. So I was feeling good. I was feeling toasty. We were drinking with it uh, during the episode, uh, and also like I just loved gushing about those movies because oh, it. Yeah. I, we can't. Anyways, it was fun. It was fun. yeah. We we I, we we talked about it last night. Well, we put the bonus or last week. On yeah. It, so uh, so you're lucky. Uh, I was a little drunk and forgot to edit the bonus banter out. So. There it is. But uh, I won. You, so did, you did win. That's the importance. Yeah. That's, I was hoping you'd forget. All right. Are you ready for me to spin this? All right. Ready All to right. go now. Here we go. Here we go. What does that say? I have Whitney Houston. What? Oh. <laughs> I got to do Whitney Houston. Oh, here oh, we go. God. Oh, okay. I love this. All right. For um, reference. You got to sing it. That's what that I have to do this. All right. Oh, God damn it. All right. And I will always love you. How was that? Was that yes. was that Whitney Houston level? That was a, Whitney. Call that, me up. That was call me up. Beautiful. <laughs> call me up. Is she alive still? I don't know. Did Whitney Houston die? I actually don't know. Whitney Houston. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, and that should be one of the trivia questions. Oh right? yeah, she died in t- 2012. Oh, uh, whoever has the rights to Whitney Houston, call me up. Yeah, I'll I'll double the in. Houston estate. I look just like her too. <laughs> you too, because you. I am Cat Williams. <laughs> you look just like Cat Williams. That dude does look like Cat. <laughs> Watch that movie and tell me. All right, you didn't do a double take. So, anyways, because I lost, I'll ask the first question. I have I have five. Questions. I have five questions. Okay, too. cool. Uh, all right. When Wesley Snipes was first approached to do this movie, he tried to convince the studio to do another superhero movie. What superhero movie was it? Oh, he, uh, he, another superhero movie. Yes. Um, is it a Marvel? It is. It is another Marvel. Yeah. He, so he was told that they were making a superhero movie yeah. and they wanted him. And he's like, oh, so it's going to be this. And they said, no, it's got to be Blade. Is it Black Panther? It is Black Panther. Oh! Because honestly, uh, West Side said it, he never heard of Blade, read up on Blade. Oh, wow. Um, and as well, like, you know, Blade and uh, Black Panther both came out of like the black exploitation era. Yeah. Of things. Yeah. So he was like, well, like, Black Panther's actually like a lot more popular. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Can you imagine that 90s version of all these Marvel characters if we had seen that late? Like, if they had done Black Would Panther. Would Jay Z and... be doing the soundtrack? Yeah, I know, We'd right? We'd be big pimping, spins, and jeans. <laughs> yeah, like, they'd work it in somehow. All right. Um, okay. So, David Goyer wrote uh, the first two Blade movies. Okay. And he directed Blade Trinity. Oh. All right. His name is David Goyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote. Which other major, massive superhero movie? And I have actually three to choose from. Um, you, if you mention any one of these, but they, but he also wrote another superhero movie, and it was it, it was also huge. It was huge. David Goyer. Mm-hmm, David Goyer. He, and he wrote three. Well, he wrote three of them, but one in particular was was just very huge. Was just very huge. I mean, they're all they're all big, but 
One in particular. Was so, like, when you say he was, like, he was he, the writer. Yeah, the writer. And he actually might have written more than three, but I have, okay. these are the three that I immediately knew about. Oh, Blade 1. No, I said that. I said oh 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 uh, Blade Two. <laughs> You're gonna say Blade Three next? Uh, no, I'm not gonna say Blade Three because uh, that doesn't exist in my Blade mind. Trinity. What other superhero movie did he? X Men. Massive. No, not X Men. Okay, what was it? The Dark Knight. Shit, seriously? He wrote The Dark Knight. Yes. Wow. He also wrote Batman Begins and Man of Steel. Oh, okay, that makes sense. All right. All yeah, right. isn't that crazy? All right, Brando. In Blade 2, what was the name of the Vampire Elite Special Forces team <laughs> that was created to specifically hunt and kill Blade? I think I remember okay. it. Okay. I think I do remember it. All right. Uh, is it the Blood Pack? It is the Blood Pack. Yes! Yes! I'm so glad I remember that. All right. Two I, to zero. Okay. Because I didn't have them in my notes. Okay. Here's a crazy one. Here's, okay. here's a really okay. crazy one. All right. Uh, it's from the, the first movie. Okay. Okay. What's... Blade's real name. Oh shit! And they do mention they it. They do in the mention first... it. They someone calls him by his first name, and then his mother has a last name. Uh, dude, uh, you can give me eighteen hours to think of this, I know. and I would, I I knew would I was never an know. Asshole yeah. I, it's a tough one. It's a yeah. tough one. Um, Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> yes, yes, that's actually Cat uh, Williams. <laughs> Uh, it's actually Kanye West. It's shot. God damn it. I'm deducting a point. <laughs> no, it's Eric Brooks. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. That's his okay. name. So at one point in it, someone calls him Eric. Okay. Uh, I right. think I think it was Deacon who calls him Eric, and his mother's last his name is Brooks. Brooks, so, okay. Yeah. The iconic opening scene of Blade has that amazing song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That song is a remix of what famous song? It's a remix? It's a remix. No. Mm -hmm. Shit, dude. It is a remix. Oh, man. Um. Oh, man. Uh, is it Night at the Roxbury? <laughs> no, it is Confusion by New Order. This is the song? This is the remix. This, this is a song they remixed. You can hear it, right? Like you can it it I can't hear it at all. Okay. Well, let, let me I mean I can hear it, but I I can't. Yeah, then it's Nope, that's not it. Is it this one? Oh, there it is. Ooh, that opening scene, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. But yeah. Okay. Oh, can you play that for the rest of the trivia? <laughs> Are we going to get like copyright? Yeah, we thing? get copyright infringement. <laughs> All right, here we go. In the Blade trilogy, okay, one character never takes their sunglasses off. Which character is it? They never do, not one single time. And they're in all three movies? No, they're in one of the movies. Okay. Do we even talk about in the, in the second Blade movie, right after he kills Reinhardt, Whistler throws him the sunglasses from the second <laughs> yeah. level, and without even looking, he just catches it and puts it on. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, it's cool, man. It's cool. In the in in one of the movies, yeah, this character's in one of the movies, and he and they never take their sunglasses. Oh, it's it's Reinhardt. It's Ron it's Perlman. Reinhardt. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Ron Perlman. It's Reinhardt. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Okay. All right. Two to one. Nice. Nice. Okay. You asked me a character's real name, so I'm going to ask you a character's real name. Oh no. Scud. 
And Blade 2. Oh, shit. Does give his real name when he's talking to uh, Whistler. Right at the beginning, I remember, when he introduces, yeah. Mm -hmm. What is Scud's real name? Is it, uh, uh, is his first name Scott? No. Oh, no, it is just Josh. He just calls it, he just says, my, my real name's Josh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, was, I thought it. it was related to Scott in some way. Nope. <laughs> just, oh, okay. All right, sorry. Woo! All right. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, Blade 2. Okay. Was originally going to have a different villain. Which other Marvel character was going to be the villain of Blade 2? Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't I actually don't know this. So, um, do you hear that's that's? Did you I, hear that? Beep? I heard that. Okay, that's yeah. what the people I was talking about. Anyways, uh, um, what other Marvel villain was it going to be? Morpheus. Um, you said the name wrong, but Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, I know. It's Morbin time. It's Morbin right. time. It's Morbin time. Yes, it was going to be Morbius. Yeah, I was like, it has to be another vampire. I was going to say Craven, <laughs> but Craven's not a vampire. Just but yeah, okay. The <laughs> it's Morbin time. The Morbius movie. Oh my oh, god. God damn. Okay. <laughs> it's tied two to two right now. What's his so name? Who go. plays him? Uh, he played the fucking Joker. Yeah, also. that's the, yeah the Joker that I was talking about. Um, what? the lead singer of um, what's uh that Thirty Seconds to Mars? Mars. Yeah. yeah. All right, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, absolutely loves. Wait, who was it again? Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> okay, Guillermo del Toro. It is hard to say. Del Toro, GDT, as his friends call him, <laughs> Scud. Scud <laughs> loves Ron Perlman. All right, and they have worked on ten films together. Name five of the ten movies that Ron Perlman has made with GDT. That's oh, wow. even hard to say, GDT. Can I count Blade 2 as one of them? Yep, you can okay. count Blade 2 as one of them. Um, the two Hellboy yep. movies? there's three. And that I was going to say four, but because there's three gimmies, I was like, the other two can be hard to actually get. Gilmer de Toro. Um, Pan's Labyrinth? No. Oh. But I'll, I'll let you... There's there's a lot of options here. Okay, this is Gilmer de Toro. Mm -hmm. Um... I'll give you, I'll give you, that's, that is your lifeline. Okay. The, uh, what was the one with the underwater monster where she fell in love with him? Uh, Shape of Water? The Shape of Water. No. Ron <laughs> Perlman is not in that. All right. So there's Blade, Hellboy 1 and 2. Then there's actually a couple Hellboy animated movies uh -huh. that Ron Perlman was the voice of Hellboy for and Guillermo de Toro was a creative producer on. Okay. But wasn't the director. So those count. Then there's Book of Life. Pinocchio, which is a new one that's about to come out. Oh. Nightmare Alley, Pacific Rim Job. Wait, wait, Nightmare Alley? Mm-hmm. It came out a couple oh, years yeah. ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim Job. And then Guillermo de Toro's one of his first movies is called Kronos, which is actually a vampire movie we almost talked about, which is Guillermo de Toro and Ron Perlman. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, dang it. All yeah. right, all right. Um, here we go. This is the tiebreaker, two to two. Um, okay. So, so if I get it right, I get the point. If I get it wrong, you get the point. Okay. So, because there's no ties in, in banter and such. All right. Um, hold on, hold on. For the last, I, I need I need something to, to hype me up. Let's get hype. Get hype. All right. Ooh, how can that How can that not make you hype? I know. Listen All right. To that? Go ahead. Ask it. All right. In which Blade movie is the main villain killed by Blade's blade? Uh, 
it's Blade Two because it's because the first one is the, is the serum that the doctor created. Yes. Then the third one. I no one. How does I don't know? It's a virus. It, oh, it's a virus. And yeah. the second one, and it's, it's a sword because he he it gets broken off and then he stabs yep. it into his side. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Play some victory music. Say, there we go. All right. <laughs> how about this? Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's... You, hear, you hear it now, though. I still don't hear okay. it. Okay. Well. Aren't you a drummer? I am. I so, mean, there's okay. a beat. All right. Yeah, there's <laughs> a beat. <laughs> well, Brando, uh, I have once again reclaimed my reign. Uh, you got two. I got three. And for a total of 27 to 29. Uh, yeah, you did amazing. Yeah, you you earned you. it. Yeah. You, you earned it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are we closing out? Yeah, it was just us, man. Yeah, it's just us. It was just us. Check us out online. What are, what are I going to say? Um... Uh, it's been awesome. But yeah, check us out online. Check us out on the uh, socials. We're going to put up a video. Uh, first of all, please check out uh, our socials because we put up our costumes for yes. October. We wore costumes every week, except for the last one. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, was just, but, but it just yeah. felt like a little weird for two guys to be dressed up like witches. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah. Check out our. Oh, that's. I'm reading your part, but that's okay. Check out our Instagram. Uh, check out our Patreon. All the links are in the notes below uh, in the show description. You just tap on them and take it right there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm looking things up. Uh, I can say it if you want. Yeah, keep going. And we're proud members of the Helios Network, a collection of great podcasts made by regular people. You can check out theheliosnetwork.com to see other amazing podcasts like... I mean, we got Wasted Truth. We got I'll Be Careful, You'll Be Dead. And, of course, we talked a little bit about Master and Debaters. Master and Debaters is our new one. Uh, yeah. It's launching soon. soon it yeah. is so funny. Hey. It's so So you've funny. heard him before, but Puck, Alex, and Spencer, who have all been on uh, Banner and Such and Wasted Truth... Uh, it's just they're three best friends, so they just get together and fucking argue. It's soft topics, hard opinions. Uh, Brando, you were on an episode where you got to argue as a hot dog a sandwich. I did. Or is coffee bean soup? When you take technical definitions <laughs> and you push them to their limits, it changes everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, next week, we're we're getting into the season of family. Yes, it's all about family. <laughs> it's all about family because it's Thanksgiving and you know it's a holidays. You want to spend time with your family. So we're going to talk about the most family, yeah, wholesome what movie series movie franchise is, is more about ever family than Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious, baby. <laughs> and uh, we have a very special guest. It's going to be our first time ever having a guest calling in. Yes. And it's going to be Nick from the Tabletop Podcast. Ooh, we're going to introduce you to Nick. We're going to introduce you to Tabletop. Those guys over there, they do a great show. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome. I, I love wait. you all. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And until next time, may your week be filled with BS. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Cue the music. <laughs>
okay, corn. Not a corn. I was gonna say you're not a corn, corn fan. <laughs> My daddy touched me. <laughs> I have problems from childhood that I need to go to counseling for instead of write music. Yeah, that's exactly it. I liked corn. I was a huge corn. Fan. I mean, every everything has its place. Anyways, um, Brando, whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs>